In this new world of work, the impact of technology means new skills and new roles are emerging as fast as other roles change. You know, change is opportunity for everybody. So I think we look at it through that lens. It's not as if change is a threat, it's just the opposite. I'm Daphne Luchtenberg, your host for McKinsey Talks Operations, and that was David Guckler, the CEO of Western Digital. His comments were part of a conversation about the acceleration of digital technologies in manufacturing and production, and the need for training and development programs to match that acceleration, to teach workers the skills to use them. So while there's a common perception that digitization and automation are a threat to the world's workers, companies at the forefront of the technology have actually created jobs, different jobs, new roles that are much more high-tech than the roles of the past. And with the current labor mismatch being felt in many countries, the time is now to further engage workers for a digitally enabled future. This focus is backed by growing research proving that workforce engagement is key. Over the last several years, research from the World Economic Forum in collaboration with McKinsey surveyed thousands of manufacturing sites on their way to digitizing operations and have identified about 90 leaders. These are the lighthouses, the sites and supply chains chosen by an independent panel of experts for leadership in creating dramatic improvement with technology. Together, they create the Global Lighthouse Network, committed to sharing what they've learned along the way. A common theme among these sites is their worker centricity. They're supporting the frontline workforce, upskilling and making jobs easier and more interesting. In this special edition of McKinsey Talks Operations, we'll hear from the CEOs of a few of these leading companies about how they are engaging with their people and putting technology in the hands of the workforce. The conversation originally took place during Lighthouses Live, a recent event from the Global Lighthouse Network. And the discussion is led by Francisco Betti at the World Economic Forum. Let's listen in. I'm delighted to be joined by an impressive group of leaders from our Global Lighthouse Network. Rebathi Advaiti, Chief Executive Officer of Flex, Robert Bodor, President and CEO of Protolabs, and David Goeckler, Chief Executive Officer of Western Digital. Rebathy, Robert, David, a very warm welcome and thank you for joining us today. We have an exciting conversation ahead of us. We will discuss how you are shaping the future direction of your companies by leveraging forced industrial revolution technologies and empowering and engaging your people. The most important thing is we're a company of people, I say. We're 165,000 people in 30 countries. And I'm a big believer that culture is at the forefront of everything we do. And even great manufacturing comes because you have a great culture. So my belief is that Altofen's recognition as a lighthouse site is because they have a fantastic culture, a culture that's focused on innovation, that is very ready to embrace change, is willing to learn from other companies across the world. So it's such an amazing recognition for that particular site. And it really opens up the avenue for every flex manufacturing site to really strive to be at the level that Altofen is and be at the level that the other 90 manufacturing sites are that are Lighthouse recognized. So we are very, very excited about it. We think that this is you know, this continued start of using the fourth industrial revolution for all of us to really build on the capability of our sites. And this builds a sustainable manufacturing legacy for Flex. Western Digital has also joined the Global Lighthouse Network 
with two sites this year, one in Penang, Malaysia, and the other one in Prashimburi, Thailand. In your lighthouses, we have seen success driven by a combination of technology and people. Can you share with us how Western Digital has been keeping people at the center of a digital transformation journey to realize its full potential? So keeping people at the center is uh, actually pretty straightforward because people are the number one priority in our operations. I mean, we work in a very dynamic market, very dynamic environment, and we know that our teams are in the skill of our teams is really what's gonna define our success in the future. So keeping them at the center is critical. And it's not just the operations team, it's everybody in the company. We have over 60,000 employees from the people in operations all the way to the executive team and everybody is involved and behind this exciting effort. So um, really keeping our people, reskilling our people, building that future ready workforce is what's critical for us, but also our employees. I think, you know, any time in life when you learn new skills, when you educate yourself, uh, I think you have the opportunity to live a better life. It's not just about our company being better and us being prepared for the future. It's about all of our employees being ready for that future. So keeping them at the center, having them highly engaged, all of the reskilling, getting them excited about what the future holds, you know, change is opportunity for everybody. So I think we look at it through that lens. It's not as if change is a threat, it's just the opposite. So keeping our, our employees engaged, and they've been the ones leading this. It's not been, you know, this isn't some kind of executive mandate. It's the employees leading it, pulling the company to it, keeping them all deeply engaged, I think, keeps them directly at the center of what we're doing. And as I said, having our employees fully engaged, really building that future-ready workforce is going to be what defines the success of Western Digital. Thank you very much, David. It is great to hear about the importance of culture and people from both you and Rebathy. Let me ask you a follow-up question. What advice could you give to those companies that are still stuck in pilot purgatory and are trying to scale digital transformation? Yeah, I would say a couple of things. So first of all, what we just talked about is workforce engagement. I mean, it, it's got to be a pull. The workforce has to be fully engaged. You have to take the time to train and explain all the things that uh, what success is going to mean for everybody and get that alignment from the shop floor all the way to the executive team on what going to a new model is going to, is going to deliver. And as I said, not just for the business, but for all the individuals. Um, then I would talk, I would point people to infrastructure readiness. Um, you know, this is a new world uh, in manufacturing. There's gonna be a lot of fast and big data, making sure you have a scalable industrial IOT stack that's gonna be able to handle that and be ready. So, you know, first make sure the workforce is engaged, make sure the infrastructure is ready so you don't run into some roadblocks and then really prioritize, pick use cases. They're gonna have a big impact uh, you know, as the team says, think big, start small, and then scale fast. That is great advice, David. Thank you. Repathy, let me come back to you now. Flex Lighthouse in Austria was facing tough competition from lower cost regions. However, we know that your teams were able to leverage technology to build a more attractive product lineup. What are the key lessons your company learned from this? 
And how does it inform your future strategy? Yeah, I'd say, Francisco, first thing is when you walk into our, our Altofen site, the first thing you notice in the Altofen site is, you know, the can-do culture of that site itself. And so as the world went through kind of labor arbitrage and manufacturing moving to kind of, you know, more competitive regions of the world, Altofen has been a, a thriving site, right, that has focused on using technology as a competitive advantage. And so customers actually ask to be in our Altofen site because you can walk into the facility and see that it's a world-class manufacturing facility supported by a very can-do culture from the organization itself. So you bring that together, what, what do we end up with? First is I'd say we have a site that is very well-trained in terms of skilling. So they're able to skill and reskill, like David talked about at an amazing pace with really good change, right? And the second is tremendous resiliency. So they're able to bring up new products at a fast pace versus any other site that I'm aware of, just because they have that spirit of innovation and the focus on technology. So pretty much any complexity of product they're able to bring into, into their facility and scale up for a customer and really respond to any of the market dynamics present, right? All of this has resulted in a site that's in Altofen, Austria, having tremendous rigor, operational rigor, lots of agility in terms of how they operate. The and then the results have been incredible for that site. They have had tremendous revenue growth while improving margins. But most importantly, they have made some sustainable change, which I really love, right? So CO2 emission has improved significantly for that site, right? And we have driven reductions in terms of, you know, our travel costs and all of those things in that site just by use of technology, whether you're thinking about simulation or any of those other technology that has been used. Thank you, Rebathy. Amazing achievements. Robert, this seems to be like the perfect opportunity to bring you in. Firstly, many congratulations for the recognitions of your Plymouth site as a lighthouse, Protolab's first lighthouse in our global network. As a medium-sized enterprise, you embark on an amazing journey to transition from providing prototypes to becoming an at-scale production supplier. And you did that by incrementally developing new digital capabilities. What did you do to further accelerate fourth industrial revolution journey, considering your company was already a digital native? As you alluded to, Protolabs was founded uh, over two decades ago with a digital mindset from the start. We began as an injection molding company looking to transform the traditional manufacturing process. Our mission was to automate traditional manufacturing in order to provide molded parts in days uh, at a fraction of the price of traditional molders. And over time, we extended this digitalization approach to other services, including CNC machining, sheet metal fabrication, and 3D printing. So, uh, Ravathi, uh, you're right, we love additive manufacturing at Protolabs. Um, now, you know, as our name implies, we targeted engineers in the needs, who had needs for prototypes uh, to begin with. But over time, we found that our customers were using us for production part needs and that they valued us for our quality, our reliability, 
and our willingness to make parts on demand with no minimum order quantities so that they could virtualize their inventory and reduce their supply chain risks, you know, especially in times when demand was volatile. So that realization was really key for us, and that launched the 4IR journey uh, that you mentioned, uh, Francisco, from being a prototype provider to now also a pr production provider. And to do that, we had to extend our digital thread, which connects our online quoting platform to the shop floor and to the customer. Now, we already had end-to-end -end automation in place that allowed us to make a mold from scratch and shoot molded parts in one to 15 days. But now we needed to extend that for these production applications. And so we adopted four IR technologies to expand that system. And it included things like process automation, digital part inspection and validation, and process control, which included implementing an industrial IoT stack that allows us to conduct real-time monitoring of our mold presses and associated equipment, and then close the loop and all of that. So all of this expanded the digital thread and the digital twin of key elements of our production processes so that we truly have this end-to-end -end connection from the online quote all the way through the production process and to ultimately fulfilling to the customer. Lastly, um, we also implemented a scaled agile development framework, right? Because software is at the core of our, of our business and what we do. And this framework allowed you know, several hundred software developers we're serving our injection molding business to be able to be agile and coordinated at that scale to respond to the needs of the plant and to the customers as they evolve. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that, Robert. It sounds like an amazing journey. David, coming back to you now, and I would like to focus once again on of the importance of people. Your lighthouses in Thailand and Malaysia have several thousand workers and you have focused heavily on upskilling and reskilling. In fact, in Thailand, 60% of your workforce was reskilled to support and accelerate technology adoption. And that resulted in zero job losses, which is just fantastic. How are you turning this approach of reskilling at scale into a competitive advantage for your company? Yeah, well, so, I mean, what you saw is that our success is dependent on our people. Uh, let me give you a little bit of background on what these people are building. I mean, Western Digital is a diversified storage company. And an easy way to think about us is 40% of the data that's stored in, in the world is stored on a device that our team built. So that's kind of an amazing stat. 40% of the data in the world that's stored is stored on a device that these teams built. And the demand for that storage is increasing at a 35% yearly compounded annual growth rate. So there's plenty of things to do and the technology that allows us to build it. And it's our responsibility to equip and empower that team for our short-term and our long-term success. So this is a, a very large imperative that we have this a workforce that's ready for the future that we're, we're building. We have thousands of engineers that are designing the products of the future that are gonna enable the digital economy we all live in and making sure we have a workforce that's ready to build that technology is just critically important to us. And so it's really about making Western Digital the employer of choice in the regions that you saw. And that's about that stronger workforce engagement, training them, um, letting people know that when you come to Western Digital, 
you're not just going to do the job you have today, but you're going to learn new skills. So we're able to take our very experienced employees in our workforce that really knows how our business works and bring them into the future and at the same time attract new people into the business. And so I think it's a win for everybody and it's been, uh, it's been a great journey and tremendous success. Thank you, David. Robert, can I ask you what your thoughts are here? Uh, I would agree with David's comments. Um, and furthermore, I would add that the manufacturing industry and today, particularly the American manufacturing is experiencing a severe labor shortage. And this has potential long-term implications. Uh, you know, a National Association of Manufacturers study indicated that, uh, you know, they're forecasting over 2 million manufacturing jobs could go unfilled by 2030. Now, as a digital manufacturer, we've worked to automate a great deal of our manufacturing process, which allows us to be more efficient with our workforce. And that's one of the competitive advantages that's coming to us from our 4IR initiatives. However, our, our employees are absolutely critical to our success. And so the challenge is real. And at Protolabs, we're dedicated to creating what we hope are long-term career opportunities for our employees on the shop floor. And that requires considerable investment in creating learning opportunities that will help them grow. And so we've put a really concerted focus on upskilling our employees to ensure they're able to grow in their careers and develop the skills that are vital uh, in this fourth industrial revolution. So for us, that includes things like in-house training and certification programs for key roles, like our mold technicians, for example. Um, online learning portal, right, that offers hundreds of courses that can help our employees to grow. Uh, tuition reimbursement for continued learning opportunities at universities and trade schools. Um, and further, uh, we really work to incorporate technology on the job so that where we can improve the employee's experience on the manufacturing floor and support their on-the-job on the training. Uh, through technology. Ultimately, our goal is to ensure employees have a path to become experts in the modern best practice methods that we're using, such as scientific molding uh, in, in, the, in the case of Plymouth, and also to grow other skills like A3 problem solving, change management, leadership development. Excellent, Robert. Thank you. Rebathy, one final question to you. At Flex, we have seen your incredible efforts to reskill almost the entire IT team and your shop floor operators. They are all smart manufacturing experts by now. How are you thinking about force industrial revolution upskilling up programs as part of your future strategy? Yeah, I'd say, Francisco, just like uh, you know, Robert and David talked about this, it's, I think it's core for survival of companies but more importantly, it's core for um, our people strategy because, you know, the best way to keep our employees, our colleagues excited about what they do is to make sure that they are at the forefront of every technology they use. I mean, I'll just give you a short example is if you think about we have a facility here in Austin and Austin typically made a lot of technology products, whether it is storage, security products, things like that. But um, recently we had to start moving a lot of medical products um, you know, into Austin. Uh, one is because you know, it's a fantastic location to have, but two is we also have a, a great team there. But for the team, they had to really change their entire mindset. They had to learn a fully automated, highly sophisticated set of equipment and how to run it. Um, and really 
you know, pick up new skills that they didn't have before, including like FDA compliance, a lot of regulatory issues. But the team was able to, we were able to train based on other sites, learn from it and really change, you know, the, the competency of the site in the last couple of years. All too often, the site that is recognized as a lighthouse today has done that time and time again, many times over, right? So we have um, uh, a system called Pulse that we deploy across the organization. And Pulse truly is the heartbeat of the organization. Altofen was one of the first sites that deployed Pulse and they know real time exactly where all the product is, what is coming in, what is leaving, how much inventory is in the system. So they can give real time updates integrated into the customer system to provide them a seamless transition. So the idea of all those sites was unless we learn first and we get to the table first, it is survival of the fittest and the best team wins, right? So we're able to really have sites that have the culture of we want to be the best, right? And what has been amazing about lighthouses, we get the ability to benchmark and learn from other sites, then bring in and then really reskill our workforce. There are millions of facilities and companies around the world that we want to reach and engage in the unique learning opportunity the Global Lighthouse Network provides. Our network will continue to grow and we invite you all to reach out to us to be able to experience the journey the world's becoming a lighthouse. That was a great discussion, and thank you again to all of our panelists and colleagues from the World Economic Forum for an insightful event. Once again, organizations are selected to be part of the Global Lighthouse Network based on their leadership and willingness to share their insights. If you're inspired to begin your own lighthouse learning journey, we invite you to learn more on mckinsey.com forward slash GLN or on the World Economic Forum website. This program is just one in a series that considers the challenges that companies are facing to optimize their operations and to seize opportunities for competitive advantage. We'll explore other important topics, such as how to connect the boardroom strategy to the front line, where and when to infuse operations with technology, and why empowering the workforce with skills and capabilities is key to success. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon.